Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zolkin Count is called Red Lunar Serpent, and it is the second day of the Yellow Seed Wave Spell. It is the Electric Moon, day 21. I'm quite sick. It's probably COVID. I'm going to be getting a test uh, today. And... Uh, it's hard for me to think about anything clearly, but I wanted to try. Um, this is definitely the least aware of the Zolkin that I've been in a long time this past week, which is too bad because it was the third week of the electric moon where a lot gets stirred up uh, in terms of intensity and transformation the third week in the west is the alchemizing part of the cycle through the four directions that happens every moon from the east for the first seven days to the north the second seven days and then third week in the west followed by the final seven days in the south it's the place where we are emotional and grappling with the element water, which you can't really grapple with except to be subsumed by it and go with it, meaning you can't win against a body of water with one human body. So the analogy for ourselves in the process is to just allow it to take over and take us where its current is leading. And when we uh, are in the West, in that place of water, we connect deeply to the watery part of our own body, which is, uh, you know, our bloodstream, basically, and all the other ways that we are uh, fluid and cyclical, right, in our organs. And as we have come up against this full moon, we have been pulled tidally as well by the fluid part of our body being in the same schema as the ocean and that has not helped me who has been sort of bedridden and homebound for days with uh, feeling off kilter and um, sort of seasick but it is what it is to kind of reflect back on what we missed because I was AWOL per usual uh, we completed the blue monkey wave spell and I know that day one coming out of that uh, my first thought which was so organic but also not pre-scripted was you know I'm not a child anymore I felt like a super adult on day one of yellow magnetic seed 
this wave spell that started yesterday, which reminded me that Blue Monkey is a time of being childlike. And it may not have been foremost in my mind when it was happening that I was dropping into um, maybe kind of an immature place or a spellbound, dreamy, child's gaze. But once we left that arena, I was like, yeah, I was being really like dizzy and daydreamy and naive, but like not in a totally bad way, just sort of like, wow, I mean, what was I thinking kind of reflection. That reminds me that children are almost always right. And the adult voice and the adult perspective is developed out of like innate cynicism and world weariness. It's like we accumulate years and we accumulate lessons, but we also accumulate rationality and skepticism and seriousness that is farther from being feral um, and maybe farther from being faithful. We have to kind of recultivate that. So being I'm an adult now that phraseology is was kind of like a curse to like oh shoot um the blue monkey time is magical I don't really know how to assess that I just know that it's supposed to feel that way it's one of the words I guess I definitely think that every tribe is magical and every tone is in its own way it's all magic that's why I'm here so I can't always distinguish what the blue monkey um, intensification of magic actually is. Uh, I do want to point out every now and then that Jose Arguelles is the figurehead of this language that we use uh, in the modern Mayan calendar that you are following on this podcast and potentially with calendars in your own life is... It's all derived from his blue monkey brain. He was being um, uh, attuned, for sure, to the ancient Maya. He was of that in his ancestry. He was a brilliant kind of scholar, professor in American academics. And he was obviously a blue spectral monkey, so he was also destroying, um, the spectral part of him was always destroying um, institutional, I don't know, beliefs. I guess what I'm saying is that he had the credentials to be just like an average academic. Uh, And then he went off. He went off into kind of a psychedelic, um, shamanic exploration in his whole life with his whole being like he didn't leave anything behind once he started re-exploring re-examining Mayan teachings for uh, a modern age I mean I don't know that he was consciously saying you know what we need to modernize this so people get it I think instead he was a modern person who went into the ancient teachings and sort of tripped out and said you know I think the word electric best represents the numeric three or the word from the Maya and that's what we're left with so the blue monkey time and reflectively I do just try to do two things one is like appreciate Jose Arguelles so much he's deceased while also um, owning that 
you know, it's kind of funny that we are so conscripted to his words and his sort of like way of funneling these teachings. But I am lazy and also so Anglo-Saxon that I don't have the um, wherewithal to be like, no, I'm going down and I'm going to look at the hieroglyphs and I'm going to walk around and I'm going to meet with true native shamans and then derive you know what it is I follow and teach like I would rather have the shortcut of someone else having taken that step which he did he was down there and he was um, deeply in his heart and his genetics oriented to it and then he gave us his blue monkey version like it's odd sometimes it's irritating I mean not really irritating but just sort of like an eye roll just like what what I mean what is self-existing as an example you know I think that I know exactly what it is at this point but it's just like you know you start off kind of like uh the, the the child language even if it seems sort of mature or esoteric it's like a child's imagining and you know you have to make your way into it and you have to kind of um defer to it you know, instead of being at battle with Jose Arguelles' interpretation, you just have to join in and then you flow. However, that said, like there is about 70% of his teachings that came um, in his later life that I I will, ne- I don't think I'll ever, I'm, I wouldn't say never, I would say never, I'll never be interested in. It's too esoteric and demanding. And I guess my adult rational self just is like, you know, it's one thing to get in the fort and play with a child, you know, your own child and get back into your own childlike behaviors and meet them there. And still someone has to like provide shelter. And that's how I f- sort of feel. And, and the analogy is just like, yeah, I, I went in as deep as I could into all these magical illusions that Jose Arguelles created through uh, utilizing Mayan history and what he knew about Mayan perspectives on time. And then I want to just integrate that with my own life. Okay, so that was supposed to kind of honor him, and in a way it also desecrated him, but his time has passed now. We are in yellow seed. I think um, I touched on that word illusion. One of the struggles of being in the blue monkey time uh, as we reflect backward is that it can bring up things that feel really true in the moment, but are illusory sort of when uh, that time lapses, you go, oh, well, I mean, that's not totally real, is it? I don't have a great example of that, but I just think you can keep that in mind. As blue monkey days arise, I think they are the easiest time to go oh I see sort of I use the expression like now you see it now you don't like the way blue monkeys or monkeys monkey species is very goofy and trick trickstery and that's why blue monkeys sort of like the coyote of the um, Mayan schema uh, that things can happen that are illusory they feel super real and then they disappear like a mirage. I don't really know. I'll find out by blue galactic monkey if I can point out that when we get to the galactic days, we're always reflecting back and 
kind of revisiting the lesson of the wave spell on a condensed day. Uh, so Blue Galactic Monkey is upcoming, and I think I'll be able to go, oh, right, in that time I learned this, but maybe this thing that I felt was solid and real was kind of, you know, was a mirage. We'll see. Um, okay, so that's that. That's what happened. Thanks, everyone. Um, it happened in the electric moon. Again, we're moving into the final week. I feel like I've just been absent. This electric moon is asking us such an important question. What is my service? How can I best be of service? This is the precise inquiry. And... I get it, man. It, my life is so different in this moon and in some way restored. You know, I'm going to guess I'll speak to this really quickly. You know, I've been off the rails for two years. I spent um, two years ago, I was packing and packing up a home and jamming it into a giant U-Haul and driving that U-Haul 400 miles in the in the rain arriving in the rain with all my stuff you know in a yard and just trying to deal with winter weather uh, a pretty feeling of a massive like I'm an ant and I have to carry all these things on my back and that was just the illustrious beginning to a home renovation that also began in winter and has been physically and mentally spiritually challenging if not you know, sort of half destructive. And uh, I'm, that's why I'm sick. I'm sure it is because I you know, can't do it anymore and, and there's more to be done. And it's made me a really um, one dimensional person. And that's why uh, a whole moon can kind of escape my consciousness because I'm not able to kind of liberate my body so that my mind is like, traveling astrally into uh, cosmic reflection you know my reflection is just sort of more in the endurance of of being in a, a human form so oh that sucks and um in the electric moon and especially in the last week you know part of the reason I'm ill is because it's the end of the capacity to do that. If the question is, how can I best be of service? It's also the revelation of how I can't really serve any longer. And uh, being best of service to others in my life isn't the question or an answer. Like the question is, how can I best be of service? And our assumption, including mine fiercely is like, what am I going to be doing for others so that I'm not just in the tangle of my own anguished thoughts or my own conflicted life experience? Like that's uh, innate to the beginning of a wave spell. And when we're dealing with a 13 moon wave spell, it's pretty epic. So let's see it this way. So what is my purpose uh, is followed by what is my challenge and those that's duality. And so we have like a driving force forward and we also have something impeding us that we have to negotiate with. And that's what we explore in the magnetic and lunar moons, which is 56 days of life experience at the beginning of every natural time year. And then we are given some aeration and some support in the electric tone, the electric moon, because it is the introduction of 
uh, a power and a force that comes from the divine realm. I mean, basically, I say this over and over, electric, which is true to Hosea's vision, is when we get juiced up or powered by a higher power. So we make a connection in the electric tone to our own sense of, um, I mean, what do we, I call it God, so of, of a God-like uh, ether or personage, however you see that, feel it, includes gods, includes angels, it includes animal teachers, the spirit world period is gigantically infused into our lives and that gives us power electric power and because we have all of that we are inclined to also give it away which is like a total recovery lesson you know we are given a, a kind of fluid channel to something outside ourselves that supports us and that channel radiates through us through our bodies if you want to get all Jesus-y, you can think about how his hands and others, you know, it then radiates through their hands and their hands are healing entities. We have that coursing through us similarly and that's how we know how we can best be of service because of where we're directing that. Well, long story short, that sounds always to me in the best healthy aspect is something that would happen to someone else. We would be helping someone else with our service. I am noticing, however, maybe for the first time, because I do feel like a selfish person, that I have to help myself, I have to save myself, and uh, that that in the electric tone became, you know, one of the classic boring exemplars like when you're on the airplane you have to first feed yourself oxygen and then you can feed your child the oxygen um so i'm oxygenating self self through sickness and you know when we are in a 28 day tone or moon it's going to have more than one dimension so i also know i'm sp supposed to be of service to someone um uh, like, you know, a guy, and that doesn't mean saving him or whatever, but, you know, relationally, I'm supposed to be of service in that direction. And, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of clarity in this third week in the West about my future child who has been identified as a girl. So um, I'm going to be of service <laughs> to her. And uh, that's exciting. It's super exciting. It makes me speechless, but it also made me come back and, and talk here. There's going to be a baby. Just when you're all like, oh, she'll finish her house. The dogs seem to be simmering down. She'll be back and she'll be doing this ritually with a lot more regularity. And thanks if you care and you would like that. I would like it so much, you know, there's nothing I would like more than to be so devoted and expansive and capable as being here because it was always designed f for myself centrally as, as a way to stay attuned and share it, which, you know, amplifies it in one's own being, you know, it, it couldn't be overstated that I have a dependency on 
the voice version of teaching and touching in with the calendars. However, I'm also very tired, so it's going to be a balance. I'm doing my best. Thanks. Uh, we are now stepping into another fun wave spell, and I would describe it as fun, you know, we're turning into flowers. We are seeing the world through the plant perspective. We're in yellow seed, which celebrates obviously the seed, but I don't think that that would be quite enough encompassing. I think it's, you know, every stage that a seed passes through and if you look at the 20 archetypes or tribes that are represented in the Maya, sometimes you have to blur your vision and go, okay, um, red serpent is all of reptiles and uh, red moon is all water. And uh, I kind of believe that red dragon is all fish and blue eagles, all birds and etc. And uh, I blur my vision around yellow seed that it's it's everything to do with plant life on the planet so think about how the maya and their dependency on farming like a different age where sustaining oneself with food was the most important and it had evolved from simply hunting hunting and gathering to actually harvesting and they were probably masterful at that and it's really important to sometimes correlate that yellow uh, seed can also remind us what the Zolkin is. The Zolkin is a 260-day measure that happens to be gestation in the womb for humans. But it's also the gestation of uh, like the planting of a kernel of corn. I guess we could say like the seed of corn is a kernel planting that and seeing it come to harvest is also 260 days, which doesn't make total sense to me because I don't know enough about farming and enough about farming in the Mayan territory, but germination from seed kernel to full harvest is one of the descriptors of the 260 days and that the Maya could be fascinated and um, have this uh, revelation around the similarity or the ex exact reflection between gestation of a human and gestation of their food staple. Like, ooh, talk about trippy. Like, that would be an indigenous form of like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. So this is the time to be like a plant as well as be involved with plants if that's your inclination to notice them I guess I live somewhere where plants are screaming they're having their own annual holocaust they don't have any water and it's dire so I think it becomes kind of heartbreaking like a lot of things are uh, currently I think a lot of things are heartbreaking still and always right now so uh, we can notice the kind of other signifier of getting to the yellow seed wave spell uh, is that it has 10 portals, just like the red serpent one did, and they start tomorrow. That's what drove me to my microphone so that you would have some preparedness or awareness of the 10 portals that start tomorrow with a white electric world bridger. And 
here's a cautionary um, version of how I perceive the portals going back to Red Serpent. This is the Red Serpent Day. Why not? Red Serpent, Wave Spell. I think the portals are a revisitation of the past for a final time. That it is an experience of a skin you are growing out of and releasing, but you have to kind of wriggle through it and it's crackly and scratchy and doesn't fit anymore. It was once lithe and vital. It isn't anymore. It's dead, but you have to get out of it and getting out of it. The Red Serpent time and portals can bring up old sort of haunting memories that are being released. You're being released from, but you got to have one more pass. And then the cautionary part of this story is that yellow seed to me is future. The seed is the portent of a giant growth to come. And the seed holds like this compact version of an unfurling flower or tree, etc. And the density of the seed uh, can't really be known until you see the final product. So when we're in the yellow seed time, there is a lot that we experience that is you know, yet to be. So it's kind of like a very sedate and earthy augury for self. And let me tell you this one last picture. I mean, I'm repetitive, so it's cool. Hopefully you haven't been here for 10 years. You'll be like, oh, here we go with this story again. But if you look at the Zolkin, and if you look at the hieroglyph of yellow seed, you'll see two things. The yellow seed glyph itself is of a seed falling into a hole and the the way the portals line up you know there are 10 dark squares on the Zolkin and yellow seed uh, the first day yellow magnetic seed is sort of hovering above that it looks very much like a seed that's about to fall through uh, these 10 portal days to the earth, which is the next wave spell and starts right after yellow seed. So that's the picture that very poetically yellow seed will pass through these portals and touch down on the earth. And then you can know that everything you're passing through in this descent, falling through the earth towards the bottom, I mean, again, resting on the earth at the bottom of this hole that everything you pass through on the way down you're going to pass back through on the way up at another time you know right now we're going down and starting a process but it is starting a process of growth that will revisit what we pass through in the next 10 days say so I always find it kind of complimentary to Blue Monkey because you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Woo-wee, it's so cool, fun. And then it's sort of like, well, wait, it's going to happen. You're getting a taste of what's going to happen, but it's not, it's not happening right now. It's going to happen. It's being seeded for you. I don't know if that's exactly the way it needs to be every time, but that's just one tiny, tiny warning for you yeah, so you don't get too lost in anticipation or be lost in anticipation because it it is anticipation it is an actualization we still have plenty of the Zolkin to come and I think that you can be sure that it's actualization of what lives within the Zolkin time it's not 
far off in the future. It's the time in the Zulkin to get us sort of focused and uh, able to see what is, you know, unfolding next here, what's about to come into fruition. And, you know, at the same time, since everything is cyclical, if it would comfort you, you can also imagine that in the yellow seed wave spell 260 days ago, you planted things in the ground that are now bearing fruit. Um, I have no idea where I was and when that was. You want to just say nine months ago, then we slip back to, say, the Gregorian February. I don't know what was going on for you then. February, March. I got my answer just now. <laughs> uh, okay, so final thoughts. Mm, the portals are intensification of energy. You know, I wasn't here to finish out the mystic column, which is the central column of 20 days. It includes the beginning of the blue monkey wave spell through the yellow Sunday, which was yellow planetary sun, and then we bounce out of the mystic column, have a few days, and then we start these 10 portals. So the whole center of the Zulkin is designed to, I don't know what, you know, it's the heart of darkness, it's the heart of the light channel, uh, the chakra column of the Zulkin, of ourselves connected to that, where we feel like we're attuned to heaven and earth through our own beings, like all of that is happening in the nexus here. And yeah, just because I am sick and out of it, I think that's sometimes part of the channel is uh, not really being able to focus and fixate. Uh, that's about all I've got. <laughs> really, everyone, I'm so sorry. It's difficult to be ill, and uh, I hope this is helpful to everyone, including myself. I am Lisa Starr, I am another yourself, and in my end we say, in my cash. <laughs>